Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your source of daily source of information for the 23-2023 NFL Draft. Tonight's tonight's prospects. Sorry about this. Stumbling all over my words today. I'm learning how to be a human again today. Apparently, um, today's prospects is kind of a polarizing one, but the talent is definitely there when you watch the tape of Hendon Hooker, senior quarterback from Tennessee, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, and was on a rocket ship to the moon until an ACL injury derailed his season. Um, today, uh, I read the article in uh, from the Dynasty Nerds. So Steve Bradshaw wrote a great article on Booker, so I thought I'd have to bring him on here and, and talk about him. Steve writes for the Nerds and Faceoff Sport Network. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Normally, I don't have that much trouble with words, but uh, I've had a, a fun couple hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you fight with technology, you fight with internet, you fight with words, and yeah. All right, sometimes back to the simpler life. But if we were Amish, we couldn't have this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyways. Real quick on Hendon Hooker. He was a four-star quarterback who originally went to Virginia Tech in the class of 2017. Um, he was, like I said, from Greensboro, North Carolina. After a couple seasons at Virginia Tech, he transferred over to Tennessee. Um, played a Played... Lights out in 2021. I mean, as soon as he hit the ground at Tennessee last year, 31 touchdowns, three against only three interceptions. Had another stellar season this last season with 3,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions. And rushed for 616 last season, or 2021, and 430 this last season. So he's always been a threat on the ground. You saw that at Virginia Tech. He had 14 rushing touchdowns at Virginia Tech. 10 over the last couple seasons. So he's, but he has improved light years as a passer over the last couple years at Virginia Tech. Watching him pass was not pretty. So, all right, let's dig into the meat and potatoes, into the tape, Steve. What skills does Hooker possess you think is going to make him successful at the next level? So, what I really like about Hooker is he has great size, stands at 6'4, 218 right now. Uh, we got to wait for the official measurements to come out, but watching the tape, you can tell he's a big quarterback, and he just has phenomenal accuracy when you watch the tape. Uh, he does a lot of next-level things really well, like using his eyes to create, leveraging defenses, and has really good pocket presence for the most part. Uh, there's really not a lot of knocks against Hooker. Like, when you watch the tape, he looks great. The only questions that you could have against him is he didn't break out until – his 2021 se- he had a good season in 2021 and then had a great season in 2022. I mean, he looked fantastic like all across the board. Has good rushing upside with his size. He's relatively fast. Just his age is a little bit of concern, but watching the tape, he looks amazing against all these college defenses at a high-level program like Tennessee. All right, those are the things that notice that I noticed too. He's got He's got good mechanics. He throws good on the run. His size is, like you said, phenomenal. When you're dealing with a couple guys in this draft class who are not, you know, I mean, we have questions with Bryce Young's size. We have Will Levis is closer, but he's still not, you know, the size that Hooker is. And so you like is like his size. He brings, like you said, good enough mobility. He can move around in the pocket, but he's not one of those guys. He doesn't shift around in the pocket as well as Bryce Young does, but he feels pressure. It moves well, and he seems to. And running is not his first reaction, although he is he is far more dangerous as a runner than than you know almost any other guy other than 
Who am I drawing a blank here? Who's the big runner in this class? Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. He he's not as much of a dangerous runner as he is, but he's yeah, but he's still a very good runner, and he's got accuracy to all the levels. Um, he's he's gotten better over the years at throwing with touch and anticipation and things like that. So the tape is is, is very impressive, and like you said, against SEC defenses, it's it's nice to see. But there are concerns. I mean, obviously. Everyone's gonna be like, he's old. He's twenty five. I mean, whatever. I, I don't know. I I struggle with that a little bit because a lot of these quarterbacks get to the NFL at twenty two, twenty three, and it takes them a couple years to get there, anyways. You know, so they're not hitting their stride until they're twenty five. And I mean, we don't have the, we never had those concerns about Burrow. I think Burrow's twenty five this year now. You know, so he took a couple. He, you know, he had a good layer last year, but he really elevated this year. So it seems to to me, the age isn't a the hugest thing. But other than age, what else did you see that could cause reasons for concern? Yeah, so like you said, age isn't really a big thing. Uh, just what you see is maybe his being an older player playing against younger players amplifies some of his traits. But besides that, I mean, there's really just a lot of inconsistencies in this game, I would say. Like, not a ton, but what I notice is he has good pocket presence a lot of the time, but there are times where he becomes lazy with his feet and like stays in the same place and doesn't know like whether to like step up in the pocket or take off and like gets indecisive and has a few turnovers like that. Uh, I mean, just a little inconsistencies, you know, on accuracy, like deep down the field, but I mean, it's phenomenal for the most part. It's just a little nitpicky thing, but he just really has to learn to like get out of the pocket when necessary he tries to create a lot and it works most of the time but he's gonna have to learn that when he gets to nfl levels like he doesn't have as much room for air like when he gets out of the pocket he can't just do whatever and i think there's times where he's like made mistakes or there's times where he's made amazing plays out of the pocket where he's getting away with stuff in college that he won't be able to get away with at the nfl level right that's i think what the thing that's going to that maybe the biggest concern aside from the age is his, the type of offense, you know, Tennessee runs, Josh Heifel runs this vertical spread tempo offense, which doesn't require him to make a lot of reads, doesn't require him to go through progressions. And when plays did break down, guys like Jalen Hyatt would be open 40 yards downfield, 20 yards past the defensive backs. And I saw a lot of big plays and a lot of broken plays that he made huge throws on, but I'm sorry, any quarterback can make those throws. I mean, when the guy's that open, yeah. So there'll always be a little bit of a question about, you know, hit the system and, you know, like how the way they did. And then I, I don't even know the the ACL injury obviously hurts a little bit because he can't participate in most of the drills and everything. But I think if you watch the tape, you get an idea of how he is as far as an athletic player. You know, he's he's got good, good enough movement. You know, he would have done well in the three cone. He would have done you know, he's fairly agile. He's got, like I said, a good arm. He's got fast enough. He wasn't going to run a four, five or anything like that, but he probably would have, probably would have been pretty close. I don't know, four, six, maybe. Yeah. The system and the age are always going to be huge concerns, but I don't know. He was being talked about before this injury is, you know, the, the yeah. quarterback three, you yeah. know, the, and I don't, I was always kind of maybe, but I don't know. So where do you have him in your quarterback rankings? So he's my quarterback five overall, but mm-hmm. I see what you say, like QB three, like 
I'd say right now in terms of production, he's probably there. But Levis and Richardson are – I have Richardson as my QB4 and Levis as my QB3 just because they have upside that is just out of this world. And NFL scouts are – he's gonna they're going to be top, like, picks, which is also a big, like – Scouts love them, and they have that size that NFL teams are going to invest in and, you know, build on where Hooker's a projected third rounder right now. He's not going to have as many uh, opportunities in that. But in terms of production, Hooker definitely, I think, is has more to offer right now than mm-hmm. Levis and possibly even – definitely Richardson and possibly even Levis. But I think there's not as much room for him to grow Here, exactly. as yeah. Richardson and Levis, which is why I haven't missed my QB5. But right. I, I really like him as a prospect, though. I think he's a very safe bet and like solid player that could definitely turn out and be a you know solid quarterback year after year. Right, yeah. If he lands in the right system that, that can highlight his – you know, what he does bring to the table because he doesn't take a lot of risks. He's, he's smart with the ball. Um, right. There are still some people that think he could be first round. I'm looking at this mock draft database. There is, yeah. as recently as a couple of days ago, someone mocked him 13th to the Jets. Yeah, it's possible. 28th to the Saints. You know, is there any team you could see that you would like to see him go to? Or I had him in a good spot with the Saints, Colts, and Commanders. Right. I think all of those were really good fits because you know with the Saints you got Olave, and the Colts you got. Hopefully, better offensive line, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. And then with the commanders, you know, you got a good running game with Brian Robinson, Gibson out of the backfield. Then you got McLaurin, Dotson. So I feel like they have pieces. Their quarterback play is abysmal. So even if Hooker can step in with, like, what he has right now, I think that would be a great landing spot for them because he doesn't have to develop as much as some of these other guys. Right. He has he has that low lower ceiling but higher floor in my mind. Right. I like Washington, you know, he could push Howell. Yeah. Um, I I keep I keep mocking him to the Lions. I don't know. I kind of like him behind Goff. You know, yeah, from, I can see that. Yeah, but I, I you know, it's one of those ones that you know, he could be behind S- Seattle, behind Geno, you know, like yeah. he's That's actually I could yeah. I could see him being a fairly similar quarterback to Geno, like what Geno is now, you know, and have, except I think he's a little bit better of a runner. But yeah. I mean, just there's a lot of teams that have, you know, un, a little bit unstable situations where he could push somebody. And once again, because of his age and because of all of his, his experience, he could be a potential starter day one. But I, I would much rather see him wait and, and learn behind a veteran. So. Do you have a player comp for Hooker? Or? Yeah, you kind of just talked about it. Geno Smith. When I watched on tape, that's like exactly what I saw. Like more po- well, except for the running. But Geno Smith is honestly an underrated runner. And you have to take into account that he's like into his 30s now. So yeah, he's not yeah. a better he's like, much different now, now. Yeah. than he was like younger. But yeah, I mean, I just see that type of like floor ceiling combo similar to Gino where like he just does like a lot of like the little things right like you know has good accuracy isn't going to be like that explosive like highlight player but you know he's just going to get in there and get the job done and has the talent to do so I just see a lot of Gino 
Seahawks, you know. Uh, yep. And even so, I kind of see a similar story with Geno Smith. Like, Hooker, I feel like, has just been unfortunate situation after situation. So, it's kind of even connected even more. Like, when he gets a sh- chance, he's played well. All right. Thank you, Steve, for hopping on. Despite all of my technical difficulties, you <laughs> yeah, were able to hang that. around. Yeah. Um, let me let it. <laughs> yeah, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and find your work. Yeah, so uh, my Twitter is at Steve Bradshaw FF, the same. And I'm a writer for Dynasty Nerds and Faceoff Sports Network. I do Dynasty content mainly, but I'm looking to get a few more podcasts in. And also, once the redraft season starts, I'll be doing a few articles on that. But again, yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. And I'll be sure talking more about rookies and all these players as the dynasty offseason just starts up and continues on. Excellent. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thanks all right, you so can, much for having me. You can find me on F, on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. Um, I work at Campus Canton and Dynasty Nerds. Um, hint, hint. That's how I found Steve. Um, <laughs> I kind of edited his article. Um, anyways. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will back to you, be back to you tomorrow with some Senior Bowl news and kind of a special Friday episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Back to you tomorrow.